Hi, Spring fans. Welcome to a beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Spring Developer Advocate Josh Long, and this show is all about the real heroes behind Spring and its ecosystem. Hi, Spring fans. Welcome to another installment of a beautiful podcast. How are you this fine second of November, 2023? Can you believe it? We're less than two months away from the end of the month. Uh, sorry, year. Oh my goodness, the time sure flies when you're having fun. Oh, if I'm honest, I have not been having a lot of fun in the last week. Uh, well, I did last week. At the end of last week, I, I surely had a lot of fun. I was privileged to speak at the Porto Tech Hub conference uh, in Porto, uh, Lil, uh, Portugal, which was a true delight. Thank you so much for having me out. That was a wonderful show, and I should love very much to return. Uh, but after that, I felt a little under the weather. I had a cold, common cold, that was starting to just eat away with me, uh, uh, at me. And... You know, by Saturday, I was just feeling really congested and tight chest and uh, drainage and sore throat, you know, all the usual sort of uh, stuff. No, I have, I was sneezing all day, all night. My eyes were watery. Um, it was not COVID. I took a test and I, I didn't have a fever. I didn't have body aches. I didn't have any of that. I just felt co uh, f congested, you know, uh, and, and allergic. And uh, just, oh, God, what a miserable experience. And I, you know, I finally worked my way home. Um, uh, but even there, I, I had a sinus congestion, sinusitis. I had a, so much congestion in my head that taking off in the air as we did, oh, my head felt like it was about to explode. It was so, so painful. But we we fought, we, we got through it. Um, I took an leave. I, I, I tried a whole bunch of things, including uh, different maneuvers and medicines and whatever. But eventually it was the leave that gave me some, some uh, reprieve. You know, it was an anti-inflammatory, so it actually reduced the inflammation of the um, arteries that were, um, you know, writhing in agony because of this uh, this congestion. And now I'm home, and we're, it's Thursday. It's several days now since I've been home. And uh, things are markedly improved, but I'm still feeling congested. Not It's not overrunning like it was before. It's not painful. It's just every day I wake up and I, I've got some gunk to hack out, you know. Um, that's fine. I just, it's fine. <laughs> it's like, it's, there are worse problems to have. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm getting better. And, uh, besides that, I've been very busy. I've been very busy working with a number of different open source projects, uh, like my betas, Flowable, iText, and Spring Modulus to sort of improve the native image story, uh, wherever possible. I love Gravium, right? Um, and I love these open source projects. And, uh, these are sort of, well, with the exception of Spring Modulus, of course, uh, these are third party projects that are used by me uh, in turn with Spring, right? So they have a nice integration with Spring. And, uh, you know, I just, I really want them to work well. I I, I was really in, in, intrigued by MyBetis. MyBetis is a, a SQL mapper that, and I actually helped work on the Spring native support. So that's not the same as the AOT support in Spring Boot 3. I worked on the Spring native support for MyBetis along with the uh, Spring Boot legend, uh, Stefan Nicole. Um, some years ago, and uh, that works fine, but uh, I noticed that they haven't upgraded it to support AOT, which is the GA supported in production final release component model that supersedes Spring Native from the Spring Boot 2.x line. So if you're on Spring Boot 3.x, there is no more Spring Native. We don't want people using that. Um, it was a good experiment. It was always marked as such. It was never GA, never production worthy. Um, and so now we have Spring AOT, and that's in Spring Boot 3.0, and uh, it's a different component model. Conceptually fairly similar, but it's, it is a different component model 
compared to what we had in Spring Native. And so that work needs to be sort of updated to account for that. Uh, and so I took a swing at that. That in turn will help Flowable because Flowable is in turn based on my beta. So that helps that. I also looked at a uh, iText. And this took this this whole this thing spun out into its own little adventure. Actually, iText is a like Flowable. It's a Belgian based uh, Belgian sourced open source technology project. Um, and uh, I wanted to reach out to somebody uh, at iText working on the technology to see if I could work with them to contribute these uh, AOT hints. And I got in touch with some uh, with with Bruno Luaji, who's the um, the creator of iText and somebody I've had some passing familiarity with over the many decades I've been in the ecosystem. Um, and I reached out to him and I said, hey, uh, like, who I know you're no longer on the iText team proper, but with whom uh, would I communicate to sort of lead or shepherd these contributions? And he put me in touch with some nice people who, as fate would have it, would actually be on a plane out to San Francisco the next week. And I got to hang out with them that, that next week. And we got, you know, we did a lot of work together. Um, but, but I also wanted to, you know, I wanted to seize upon this connection I had established with Bruno, Bruno and get him on the podcast. And, uh, and so we, we just recorded that interview on my YouTube show, uh, youtube.com forward slash at coffee software. Uh, and it was a great interview, really, really interesting. And iText, as you'll know, is, uh, if you've been in the industry for more more than a minute, is an open source, uh, PDF generation library. Okay. So if you want to render a PDF you can use this in Java. Um, and it works just fine by itself. A lot of people use it and embed it in server-side sort of context. It works great in spring, of course, uh, for many years before the license change. Um, they they moved to a more uh, restrictive, albeit understandable, open source license. It is open source, truly open source. So it's there's nothing to, you know, if you really care about open source, then it's fine, right? Uh, so I understand why they did that. Um, but they moved to a different license, which was incompatible with the uh, Apache 2 license that we were using. Uh, so that support has no longer, it's no longer in Spring Framework itself, but I'm sure you could resurrect the old code. And if you're willing to AGPL your code or to buy the commercial license, you can uh, you can use it. Um, but anyway, iText is great. It's uh, really a fantastic way to render PDFs. And if you're using GraalVM with AOT and Spring Boot, you know, we built some prototype apps, but you can build an app that spins up and renders a PDF with barcodes and QR codes and text and PDFs and images and, and encryption and all that. It happens in, you know, the program starts up a few milliseconds and then it shuts down. It's already done, right? And of course, it's just taking tens of megabytes of RAM. So it's blazing, blazing, crazy fast, you know, really, really impressive results there if you use uh, iText with the Spring Boot 3 AOT's engine, with the Spring Boot 3 AOT engine, you know? Um, so yeah, it's just a really good experience all around. I, and I've been busy with that this week, this kind of stuff, you know? Uh, I love uh, open source, I love the community. I love uh, uh, projects like that that make it easier to build and to survive in that context. Um, and all of these efforts that I just mentioned, by the way, they have one thing in common, and I think you probably already guessed it, GraalVM, right? I love GraalVM. And so it's this week's episode. Uh, I was very glad I got to sit down with um, Oracle Vice President Thomas Wertinger, who is the creator, uh, the original creator of GraalVM, uh, of the research project that went in and became GraalVM. Uh, and he's the lead of that whole effort now at Oracle. 
Uh, and I was able to sit down with him at uh, DevOx Belgium, yet another Belgian show, see how it's all tying together, flowable, iText, uh, and uh, DevOx Belgium. Um, and we had this wonderful conversation, and uh, I was really, really grateful for the chance to talk to him. I learned a lot, obviously, um, and I'm sure you will as well. This is a really, really interesting discussion. I mean, he is somebody who's got his uh, proverbial hands in a lot of pies, uh, and has a perspective on things, has somebody who's worked at the in the bowels of, you know, V8 from Google, uh, the Google Chrome V8 JavaScript engine, and in the bowels of the uh, Java hotspot engine. There are a few people on the planet that can speak with the authority and, uh, and uh, veracity uh, about these things as he can, while also simultaneously sort of understanding how to contextualize all this in the big picture, right? That's what makes him so uh, critical uh, and crucial to the efforts uh, over at Oracle. So, Really good conversation. I hope you get something out of it, as I surely did. Uh, appreciate you listening. Stay, stay well, and I'll see you next week. And I got the background blurred because I don't want people in the landscape. And I got us in the foreground. I got AI isolating our voice. We can have like a, an actual conversation here live in the middle of a very packed conference. Uh, I'm with Thomas. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm going really cool. Uh, I'm like uh, just coming from the panel with uh, with the native image uh, on the native image panel with startup right. framework authors. Um, also, a lot of people from the uh, Spring team there. Yeah, and um, you had Sebastian on it, I think, as well. Yeah, right? yeah Sebastian yeah. was on the panel. Our Sebastian Deleuze, who's been on the show before, of course. Uh, that's what I mean. You are very much in demand. Especially, I mean, everybody knows who you are right now. This is the Gravium is well. At least everybody knows what Gravium is nowadays, and we are super happy to have like you know people on the conference, uh, both from Red Hat, and Microsoft, right. just talking about Gravium. Wow! And uh, also, also Spring Team is talking about Gravium. So we love it, and uh, because because that's a validation for our technology. Like you know, if we go out and say you know Gravium is great, that's you know we are the the authors of it. So like, right. it's like people are not necessarily gonna like you know believe us. Right. But like. Um, but like if 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 somebody from another company goes out there and says, yeah, that, that thing kind of makes sense and 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 can do good stuff, uh, so freaking fantastically good that I have to. If I just said that all the time, people would think I'm like right. sm smoking something or something. So I have to like take jokes. I have to make jokes, right? Just to temper it so people understand. Yeah, it's nothing is perfect, but right, pretty great, pretty freaking great, right? I'm a huge fan, and that's right. not just a. Oh, that, that's, super, that's super super great to hear Josh and yeah. I mean I mean there's many reasons why one could be a fan of Gravium and one of the things actually is is on Gravium is 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 the sustainability aspect of like you know using first. less energy for like for like you know the the for running your code right right which is a huge deal and I also talk about that in my talks I also make a little joke about uh, there's a, that old chart from 20 uh, there's a paper looking at um energy usage across different right. languages and Java's in the top five. So already Java doing quite well, but then you get GraalVM and you know, the, uh, at the bottom of that chart, very, the very bottom of that chart was Perl, of course. Right. And then the penultimate one was Python. Right. Oh, it was like 30 something, 35 times more inefficient than the equivalent Java program. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like so, if you have a lot of Python code, it's like, just takes so much to add an integer in Python. <laughs> And in Java, it's you know it's 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 much faster. And business native image, you get it even on more. Wow. Uh, and and yeah, there was, there's been a recent study actually by by an external researcher on the most energy efficient uh, VM for Java. I saw Gravium. 
and it was Gravium native image. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so Java itself is great. The, the, I think the Gravium JRE yes. thing was also in the top of that. Yes, yes. the Cherry, the, the chit version of Gravium was also up there, right? right. But then when you go EOT, it's even further because yeah. when you execute a Java application, you really don't want to like run the cheat compiler on each startup. No. It's like, uh, and it's doing the same thing all over again anyway. Yeah. Like, because it's like, it will start with compiling string hash code, right. which is a very common method. Right. And it will do the same thing every time you start an app. And uh, with Scrabbling, we are not doing that. Yeah. We are doing it once. Just once. And, and nobody pays so much effort. It saves so much effort and energy, and and uh, that's why Gravium can you know there's so many Java deployments out there. Yeah, yeah. Oh. If they're running on Gravium, like we're saving so many CPU cycles that are currently wasted on Java programs. Right. You know, creating the Java long integer cache. <laughs> so skip that work. Yeah. Um, exactly. So this kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah, you're dev definitely very very much in demand right now. I can see uh, as we were walking by, people like, oh hey, it's you. And I get it. Just obviously a very busy day for you. So. Uh, the reason is because you created it, right? You, you're the, like, again, I always ask this question, like, why did you do that instead of, like, uh, take a nap or something? Like, why spend so much time going down that rabbit hole? Yeah, and what, it's interesting. It was, it was a very long time ago when we started this as a research project. Uh, it was like... So you, you, like, you didn't get famous overnight? It was it was it was 12 years ago when we were starting Gravium as a research project. We were a super small team. And and I was the, I was then joining Oracle, and I was had a background working for Google and JavaScript VMs. And before oh, uh, V8 and V8, exactly, okay. V8 JavaScript VM. And before I worked on Hotspot for some microsystems and the C1 compiler. Mm -hmm. And so I worked on uh, VMs for Java and JavaScript. And I thought, well, why don't we do just one VM for all languages? Because in the end, some of the technology is kind of similar. Of course, the Java ecosystem has been blessed with is actually the best VM technology mm -hmm. uh, because it's Hotspot has been you know graded very early in the Java days and. But, but in general, still, there could be some reuse. And that was the original uh, idea behind the Gravium project to create like one compiler for, for many different languages. And uh, we called it like one VM to rule them all. Yeah. So a research paper. It, it's, it's very <laughs> funny. It's very got, funny to to you know to read uh, to to read that nowadays. You got a Lord uh, of the Rings reference into a research research paper. Okay. That's right. That's right. Already have my respect. Yeah, that was the original thing. But but then I mean nowadays Gravium is you know more known for for native image stuff, right? So, so the the thing you're talking about is the truffle. Yeah, yeah. it's the truffle and the polyglot right. things because Gravium, and this is something you know nowadays people associate Gravium primarily with native image. Mm. Uh, there is still some things that we can do. We can execute JavaScript. You can execute Python. And, yeah. Uh, specifically on Python, we will over over the next uh, next uh, couple of releases publish more on this because we feel like uh, you know from Java using Python ecosystem yeah. would be quite interesting as well. Like if you have a Java application and you want to have a you know, your, your, your Spring libraries, but at the same time, for, for one part of it, you might want to use a Python library. Yeah. And Gravium actually allows you to do that. And this is less known, but, but, but this is completely unrelated sort of to native image. So I, I've done many a presentation with uh, Alina Yurenko, your, right. one, of the, one of your star uh, advocates. Right, yes. and, but uh, I, I also was, uh, uh, I, I read one of uh, Oleg's, right. Oleg Shilajad's blogs years ago, and he talked about using uh, R functions. Right. from within a spring out. Like, yes. Yes, yes, yes. We can also do R. We can also do R. Uh, just, R is another thing. We have, we also do Ruby. Right. Uh, and it's 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 an interesting for certain use cases, it's very interesting. Uh, we think that specifically the Python from Java could be superior. Yeah. And yeah, and then we have uh, you have a Lean and Dev Advocate and and over time, but this is very important, like 
I mean, there's a couple faces of Graviam on on Twitter and social media, mm-hmm. but like over time, like uh, since since we started it, you know, 12 years ago, the team has grown really, really big. Good. And we have we have many, many engineers behind, well, like working on the project and right. doing kind of a lot of great engineering on it. Uh, so so I really like to emphasize sort of if you, if you see a couple faces of Graviam, yes, those are the the people who are responsible for getting Graviam known. Of course, right. But like it's it's really important that like there's there's actually a very very large engineering team behind it. That's why you're here. That's and uh, yeah, so and also people who've ever who, people who've had the dubious pleasure of seeing one of my talks will probably re- recall that my favorite GitHub thread ever with uh, Fabio Niepaus. Yeah, uh, that, again, great team, great sense of humor. I love it. Um, yeah. Huge effort, obviously. And yes. In, Internally and open source, right? Like it's yeah, it's internally a- and open source. I mean, my team is on on GitHub, like maintaining. We, we counted it once. It was about four million lines of code on GitHub that we are maintaining across all the Gradient projects. Uh, oh. The core is about a million lines of code, which mm-hmm. is uh, compiler native image, mm-hmm. and you can see every day the commits streaming in and and the PRs opening on GitHub. Like you really can see the activity and the different people working on the project quite well on that GitHub history. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also have uh, the JavaScript project and Ruby project extra. But in total, it's 4 million lines of code that we are maintaining on GitHub. So it's, it's, a, it's a really, really big effort. Wait, so you, uh, okay, my, you know, maybe I just need more coffee. You worked in V8. Yes. You've got a Truffle JavaScript. Yes. Is one at all based on the other? Or this is just a brand new clean room? It's a clean room. It's a clean room. Clean room. Like, like, like Truffle was like the thing where we thought, okay, we have a Java compiler that can write Java. How can you make that one understand JavaScript? And then the truffle layer is sort of the thing over the top, which, which prevent like our compiler continues to be, uh, continues to be language independent, right? And uh, and we are like uh, doing uh, the on top thing only with uh, with truffle, right? Yeah. Uh, so this is the polyglot stuff, right? right. But then the question is, how did you know how did native image like come together, right? And and it's sort of like it wasn't even a main product, right? Problem. It was like a side effect, and, right? And the thing was this, that like, you know, we worked at Oracle, of course, and, yeah. you know, you wanted more funding, et cetera, et cetera. And what you do if you want more funding at the company, you try to, you know, you try to attach yourself to the flagship product of the company. Right. And at Oracle, this is Oracle database. Sure. And so, so we had the task of like, okay, why can't you run these languages in the Oracle database? Because it would be great to do store procedures that you have the option to do some procedures also in JavaScript or Python, so other languages. Yeah. And this is when we were like uh, developing native image as a way to, to get our Java compiler that's written in Java into the Oracle database, which is a uh, native code, uh, C in written in C, right? Mm-hmm. And native image was our tool to get our Java code into that thing. It was, and that's why the original design point of native image really was targeting yeah. primarily just our Java code. Right. Which means, like, we, we did some shortcuts when it first came out, and uh, and so that that's why it was then really like. Uh, so you weren't assuming the general purpose sort of. No, I want to run Hibernate or something. No, like absolutely this, not. This is just I have an optimized. I want to do a yeah. stored procedure, in that's the right. framework that we I, we control. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely Enough. not. We didn't assume anything to be a general usable. Yeah. And then we were really surprised when you know we came out there and then people started to use it for Java web server applications. And they're like, oh, I can start a Java episode in five milliseconds. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I'm like, oh, um, we didn't think about this use case. <laughs> wow. And uh, and that's when sort of uh, we, we started to realize from the from the from the community perception, like how important native image was for right. the project. And that's why we are more and more focused now on on making this part of the project really good. 
and uh, and this has shifted a lot in the last in the last year. And I trust now you don't have to shoehorn Gravium in terms of the Oracle database at Oracle. Right now, and and it's it is it actually did the project to get Gravium into Oracle database is very successful. It was yeah. shipping. It's yeah. shipping in twenty three C of Oracle database. Mm -hmm. uh, so the technology is in use there as well. Mm -hmm. uh, because Gravium in general, it's one of the big advantages of VM it has, and this is real competitive right. advantages. It's embeddable. Yeah. So you can take it and you can embed it into a C++ application. And uh, there's certain aspects that we try to avoid to make that possible. Like for us, for example, using signal handlers is optional, right? Right. So, so in that sense, uh, we really made the design point to be embeddable. And that's how we embedded in the Oracle database. Uh, we also embedded in the, in the Oracle NetSuite product, uh, which is an ERP system. Oh, okay. Thank God. You spared. I totally knew that. I was just going to test you. It's an ERP system and, and like yeah, this embeddability aspect is just... Um... That's amazing. Um, okay. So, one, you just talked about the embeddability. You also talked about native integration. One of those things I, I don't think really people appreciate is that you can actually create a .lib or .dll or .so from your GraalVM compiled like Java app, I guess, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You can take a Java app Create a so far from it and link it with the C program or or Go or Rust yeah or, or Go program or Rust program Both whatever right. yeah. I mean yes or yes. Android correct right yes yes correct yes 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 this is also how or we iOS. we can uh, execute on iOS yeah because on iOS we need to pre-compile everything and and this is the way it works that's sorcery it's amazing but it's sorcery um, okay so that's a, that and that wasn't even I mean that's not even the star feature I mean a lot of I know companies have gone to market with just that mechanism there uh, underpinning what they're doing. Um, so you've got this Gravium thing. We, the, the big story is if you write your code, there's a, it's, it's not 100% free. There's a, you might have to create a, a JSON file or two. Right. But assuming you do that work, and it's not all that hard, especially if you have a, if you have a framework like Spring, ting. Um, right. um, if you do that work, you get rocket, rocket speed startup and, and much more importantly for me since most apps are state stateful yeah. and they live a long time much less memory footprint yeah right? absolutely and i mean it's important to know that yeah, yeah. that when you're using a framework like spring right yeah. if, you, if you go to spring initializer and you you create your first application it works out of the box it's like you don't need to do anything it will mm. compile to native right uh, and and uh, spring pet clinic compiles to native without any problems right? yeah so, so it's really only in certain corner cases where you use a third-party library mm -hmm. that is using uh, like some very special features of the Java uh, Java language. Then, uh, then there can be issues where you need a configuration file. But in right. most cases, you don't. And and also, one has to say that sort of if that is the case, often it's a bit of a code smell of the third-party library to even do that in the first place, uh, because because certain aspects like dynamically generating bytecodes at runtime. Yes, it is allowed, but it's it's not recommended uh, if you don't absolutely have to. Well, but to be uh, fair, you also have to account for like I loaded a fav icon that ico. Right, that's you, you, you got to register the resources. That's yeah, not you, a smell. That's yeah, yeah, that's thing. not a smell. That's a thing, but that's a thing that's like integrated in the Spring platform. I mean, if yeah. if, I, if I register it as a Spring resource, it it mm. will it will work out of the box. But yep. but the more tricky things like you know uh, generating bytecodes at runtime yeah, or that's definitely. Are doing really crazy Niche. stuff in a static initializer. It's like it probably shouldn't happen. And 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 the thing is, there like one of the benefits you get yeah. from doing this reflection registration is you get the security benefit from it. Yeah, because 
Because if you look at the last 10, 20 years of vulnerabilities in the space, mm -hmm. uh, there have been a lot of vulnerabilities around serialization, deserialization. This is why it's like sort of uh, deprecated nowadays. I was just talking to Simon Ritter and we just, we like, if I, I reckon if we could go back and with a time machine, right. what would be the one thing it'd rip out from right. Java today? Serialization. Yeah, correct. yeah, yeah. Right. and, and the, it's, this is a form of reflection, right? Yeah. And the same thing is there have been a lot of issues with, you know, something is reflectively accessed that shouldn't be accessed, mm -hmm. uh, or something is reflectively loaded that shouldn't be loaded. And uh, with a native image, by specifying what is allowed, you can have those problems. Yeah, you opt in, not opt out. Yeah, you opt in, yeah, correct. And, and that's from a security perspective, it's always better to opt in into such a feature like that. Right. And and that's why sort of the benefit, and I think it's an underappreciated benefit of using native image here, is yeah, yeah you you you're forcing yourself to opt into these features, mm -hmm. but by that, doing that, you're improving the security posture of your application. I love it, and and, and it's a, it's also a good discipline to have just as a yeah. as an exercise, even if you right like just get to the point where you can use GovM, you're also going to have better right. code for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you will know what reflection I'm actually using, yeah. right? Because because this is some of the, which SunMisk Unsafe am I using, right? So SunMisk Unsafe, for example, has been also a problem for us because yes, you you put in some field offset into a oh. static field and then it needs to be updated because of different VM, et cetera, right? And and uh, some of the frameworks are, are libraries library specific that we are, we are working with are doing that, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's another example where like, it's a good discipline, even as an application developer, to to think about these things and right. be aware of these things, right? And 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 we think that that uh, that this is also something that offsets sort of the the cost of having to document mm. uh, these uh, these aspects. Oh, so okay, I'm a big fan. Obviously, I'm a big fan, and and, and it, I I keep telling people like it it's not just that it it makes my existing Java. Uh, more performant, more memory efficient, uh, more secure. Save the turtles also, but memory efficiency is great for turtles. They like that. Yes. Um, it's not just that. It's also that it brings Java to new yeah. places that maybe, you know, you could have you could have maybe maybe made it work before, but it didn't wasn't great. Like CLIs or Kubernetes yes. infrastructure or yeah, or just just serverless, just serverless for itself, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean. Uh, many of our early adopters were 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 companies doing serverless on AWS Lambda. The yeah. most notable is Disney Plus. Like Disney Plus had a huge article on like why they're using Graviem Native Image on AWS Lambda because it saves them real money. Yeah. Because on AWS Lambda, the startup sequence is something you pay for. Yeah. You pay a lot for. So in the sense, if you can do that pre-compilation startup sequence on your local development machine just once for your Lambda function, right. it's a big win. Huge. So so this is something that really made Java competitive in the serverless space. Uh, and that's a good argument sort of uh, when when you know people at your company or like say like, oh no, we need to use Go and Rust or something because it's, it starts faster, it's more efficient, right? Yeah. Uh, we are totally competitive with that. Like right. with, with Scrum and Native Image, you're competitive in startup and 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 footprint with Go and Rust. Yeah. And at the same time, you keep leveraging a Java library ecosystem, including Spring yeah. a library ecosystem. That's Twenty eight years. Yeah. That rich, just, mature yeah, library. Yeah. That built up over over, over decades, yeah. and that's just so much more mature than what you would have in in Rust or Go, right? Yeah. So so we really see this as as something where like uh, the Java ecosystem just has another option to run things. Yeah. Uh, where you know, where previously maybe people would be looking at other things because Java couldn't provide the same level of memory footprint and stuff. And now I, I mean, I also talk to people about this breathlessly because I'm a huge fan all the time. I talk about like Loom gives you the Go like concurrency Go right. routines, and I've got Gravium for the small for form factor uh, yes. images. And yes, by the way, oh, Cavit, Mtor. 
when you use Gravium, you're getting a native image that is specific to the operating system. But uh, just dollars to donuts, what platform you're running on? Right. x86 Intel, Linux, right? Right. That's what most of our the audience and most of the people out there are probably using. So so what? Just it's fine. It's it yeah. Yeah. It took yeah. me about five minutes to get over the right once run anywhere right. thing being a little bit less than maybe it was. Yeah. But in exchange, I get this incredible experience right. in production. Yeah. Sign me up. Huge fan. Okay. So that's the that's the today. And that's right. yesterday even. That stuff yeah, yesterday. that works as of today and as of yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Even, yes. Spring Boot uh, 3.0 came out in November 2022. Right. So we're 2023. It's almost November uh, right. already as well. So it's been almost a year since Spring Boot 3 left the yeah. barn door. Right. Um, and obviously, you know, we the goal for us was to support AOT, not just for the for a new framework that was built from the ground up with it in mind, but for, for all the exact existing apps that could make their way to Spring Boot 3, if right. they, and they can, because we're very good with backwards compatibility. So we want to make it so that every Spring app can be, if they wanted to, if they wanted to put a little bit of effort in, they could get to Gravium. Right. Huge, huge win. Lots of library ecosystem projects already out there. And I think this is a, the center of gravity is now stuff that all libraries, all open source projects will have to support this kind of right. stuff. Speaking of Amazon, their whole SDK supports Gravium. Absolutely, out of the absolutely. Box. All of the cloud providers, right. actually. Like uh, the Google Cloud SDK, Amazon Cloud SDK, Microsoft Cloud SDK, all of them, and also the OCI Oracle Cloud SDK, yeah. of course, uh, do support uh, native image. And, and because, because they know their customers want adoption, right? And performance. And, yeah, and we're not saying, you know, every Java app has to run on native image immediately no. today, but it's just, as of today, a really valid option for many, many apps yeah. where they will run more efficient, and and it's it's just an additional deployment option. Yeah. So it doesn't take away anything. And and it's also important, like when you when you download Oracle Gravium or Gravium Community Edition, in both cases, you do get native image, mm -hmm. but you also get a really good JIT compiler. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can run your Java also in JIT mode if you want. Mm -hmm. uh, and our JIT compiler actually outperforms the, the default JIT compiler on Hotspot in many cases. So 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 you don't have to. It's not a either like it's not like you need to choose one and forget the other. No. It's like you have the choice, yeah. and and we give Java users here two choices of deployment, uh, and and I think I think that's just huge. That's just huge and, and additive to the whole ecosystem. And I couldn't agree more. So I'm all that to say it's here. It's this is not like yes, this is not like the hypothetical. But let's talk about that. What is the? What can you tell us that without having to? What can I? Right. You're a vice president. You could probably say things but don't say things you can't say of course yeah no i mean i mean we we have uh like one of the upcoming things of course with gravium that we were uh, we started to to leak it a little bit at this uh devops yeah. uh, conference uh because there's just so many cool people here that we we, we sort of want to share not only what we can do today we also want to share with these people what we can uh, do maybe tomorrow or, or a little bit later uh and so so the, the thing is, one of the aspects of native image is like, yeah, you, you don't have to do this recompilation every time the program starts. Mm -hmm. But currently, whenever you change a line in your program, and I saw it in your talk uh, from a couple of days ago. With Alina. With yeah. Alina, yeah. You you, were ha you had to recompile the whole image over and over again. And it wasn't, also, it wasn't that bad. 30 seconds. 30 seconds, 30 seconds, but still kind of annoying. And, and it's still sort of repetitive because in the end, the image will differ only in very minor parts, right? Mm -hmm. And this is why the major project, uh, the Gravium engineering team is, is now starting, is like something we call layered images, where Wait. you, you okay. it's layered native images where you build a, a layered base image for 
your Spring framework libraries and your Java base libraries. And then your application will be just a small image on top. Yeah, the Delta. It's... Yeah, it's just the Delta, which is typically very small. And this means the Delta will also have be able to be built very fast, so mm -hmm. just a few seconds instead of 30. And you get sharing between applications. So if I have multiple Spring applications and I'm deploying it, uh, I can use a shared Docker container-based layer. Yeah, or, it's actually rather apt because they have layered Docker images. Yeah, it's layered Docker images, so it, it fits very well together. Yeah. Uh, or in some scenarios, you might even be able to run them on the same machine. And that gets sort of the, the, the memory sharing between applications. And we think that this is like a real step function for native image, both for reducing build times and not making it so annoying when you have to rebuild the image all the time, uh, but also for the memory sharing aspect, which is in the spirit of really trying to get the resource consumption down when you deploy apps. So you could share the footprint of the base platform libraries across multiple images running on the same host, for example. Yes. You could just have it Correct. loaded into RAM once. Yes. In the Correct. Operating system, and then yes. So if you have ten Spring applications, you're gonna you're gonna load the Spring code just once. You can still have process isolation between that. Right. As you still, from a security perspective, can run independently, and uh, and you get the memory sharing. So so we think that this is this could be huge, uh, and that's why we think that's the biggest step function we can provide uh, for native image as is today. And that's what you're working on. And and we are, we are, we are happy that also the Spring team is will will work together with us on on trying to make sure you know we define the right set of Spring based images that make sense for Spring uh -huh. users, for example. And and sort of it would be like a static thing furnished by the internet, or could I compute my own? Give me you, own. You, you, you can you can compute your own on the glass pass, right? But on the other hand, there might be some recommendation from the Spring team, or like there might be when I download Spring, there could be also something pre-compiled already, such that I don't have to compile. My first, like per jar. Yeah, 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 yeah. It could be pre-compiled before I, when I when I do Spring Initializer, for example. Yeah. I could get the pre-compilation ready, so I don't have to do it even locally, right? So, so, so these are things we're 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 thinking of uh, into the future. Now, the, the other aspect that you, so, you know, I know you can't give me an exact date, but my birthday is in January. Is it like right. is it in time for my birthday or is it after? Uh, we're like it's 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 not unlikely that we will have a prototype of this. Uh, maybe That's, by your birthday that maybe. can sort of demonstrate the concept. Uh, I think uh, it will take a little bit longer to sort of make it production ready and and go through the full test cycle and and support you know Spring as a whole, right? Yeah, yeah. But but uh, to get it along so we can kind of validate the concept and say we are confident that this is going to work as we expected. Uh, we we think we can do it in in, in this in this time frame. Yeah. Whatever, take your time. Yeah. That's the coolest thing. We, we tried it fast as we can, and uh, you know it's 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 we have now a lot of users with information already. So which means you also need to make sure that. Whatever we do on the platform is not too disruptive to existing users, uh, and uh, but but it's still moving moving pretty fast. And and the other aspect is on the performance aspect. So, so the big news in the last release was that for the first time, yeah, we could beat the cheat compiler configuration in all aspects, including peaks report. But that's only with PGO. Correct. Yes. The way we do it is because the cheat compiler sort of has this advantage. It profiles the application. It mm -hmm. gets sort of some information about the application before it compiles and can create better code there for it. Right. And in order to get there, what we did is we we, we created this PGO, which is where you run a training workload. Mm -hmm. We gather the profiles from the training workload, and then we use that profile to build the app. 
And in this setup, we can actually beat the cheat compiler on peak throughput, which, okay. was, the, which was the last metric where native image was kind of like, yeah, you get good startup, yeah, you get small memory, yeah. but peak throughput is still a little bit behind. No yeah. longer the case. Like yeah, we are amazing. NPAR or typically even better on peak throughput. So the, 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 the normal thing I hear is, um, and I've always said, the normal thing is, yes, it's got a smaller footprint than the JRE equivalent might. And yes, it starts up faster. Well, and there's always this right. dot, dot, dot. But but uh, in terms of like transactions per second, yes. the, the contention was JRE would be Fast. a little bit better. And I've yeah. always said, even if that's true, it's so cheap to run these new yes. native images, I can just scale two of them and I'm now, you know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, and also like, and, even if that's true, it takes, you know, a million regress before you make up for this low warm-up. Right. Startup. Because not only startup, it's also warm-up time, but like- Yeah, it's legit. Yeah, like, you're like fast immediately. On the first request and fast always in the same speed. Right. Very deterministic as well. So, right. so from a reliability perspective or deterministic performance, it's also an advantage. But, but apart from that, in the latest release, we're even faster after a million requests. <laughs> and even after 10 million requests, you're faster. So, so, so there's no matter, because there's some optimizations we can do better. Mm. Uh, because first whole of all, world. we can spend, yeah, whole world, exactly. We can, we can do optimizations across methods and looking at the whole program. Uh, where the JIT is typically looking at one pro method at a time. Uh, and and like we can also spend more time in optimization because the cheat needs to sort of still produce the machine code relatively fast, and we can spend more time optimizing because it's on your development laptop or on your build server, yeah. right? And you can uh, spend more CPU cycles there. And these are these are two major advantages we have over cheat. Uh, and and yeah, but but the, the thing with this the setup is of course if you need PGO and people need to define a training run, it's it's additional work. And what we figured is like, okay, many people don't really want to do the training run. Right. So, so that's why we started developing already about a year ago, this uh, machine learning based uh, creation of... Is this when my video gets like a lot more views? Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, yeah. that's yeah. what they say, AI. Generative AI, generative AI, generative AI. <laughs> it's generative AI because, because it's, yeah, it's, it's machine learning. It's, yeah. It's, it's statistics in the end. Statistics, okay. It's, it's, it's numbers, number crunching. No, but, but so what we do, what we do is we are... We are uh, like, we are making up the profile if you don't have a profile. Okay, thank and you. Exactly, so it's, we kind of guess the profile and you can think of it like, well, I give, I give Josh, you know, a, a Java program and Josh will tell me, you know, what is a hot path in the Java program, what is not a hot path. Right. And what will Josh do probably? Josh will be like, yeah, you know, there is some throw exception in this path, so, okay, I will probably not, uh, I will probably, this is probably not hot, right? Or like there is a, there is a, um, there's a loop, it will be hot, right? So in this way, we are making up the profile and we can get you a profile even without you uh, like interfering. And we want to build upon that. And in the future, we want to pre-record profiles for the Spring Framework, <laughs> such that the framework code, which is actually a very large part of the code you execute right. in, will be optimized much better, even without the user providing any profile. And we think we can get there to, to beat the JIT compiler configuration even without requiring the training run. Uh, that's like the, the goal for the team, uh, or, the, or the moonshot goal we have here. Uh, and, and, and this is an area we try to now work more on performance on the performance when you do not have PGO. So, okay, the PGO stuff is, I'm gonna try it obviously, but uh, I had some questions and you answered them rather eloquently the other day uh, around uh, like, how much does that cost? Because the PGO stuff is in the, commercial thing well but... it's not the commercial thing it's 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 a free it's a free thing in the sense we have a 
we have introduced in the last release the <laughs> Graal Free Terms and Conditions License. Uh, and this allows free usage mm -hmm. of what you download from us for both commercial and non-commercial purposes. Uh, and this means you can you can run it on your servers. It is it is not a fee. It's not open source. It's free as in as in free beer. It's sure. not free as an open source software. Sure. Uh, but it's free. It does not cost a license. And the only thing that's that's prohibited by this license if if you are selling the binary that you create mm -hmm. to somebody else. Uh, basically, if if we give you something for free, we expect and you give it then to somebody else. We expect you to also give it for free. But if I'm running on a, on a service hosted on an Oracle Cloud or any other place, any other place, my data center, yes. Google, whatever. If I'm just running my Spring Boot app and I'm serving web pages, and that's Graalvm I mean, native image, there, there's no cost. There. Yes, there is no cost. You can you can you can have a service running uh, on that's running on on machines that you have right. you are you're renting from the cloud. Uh, and even if that service costs something, you can still use a Graalvm uh, Oracle Graalvm for free. And, and that's the so we're talking about the commercial, the, the I don't know what they call it, the the non-open source one. There is an open source one. A lot right. of what we just talked about, right. it works with open source. Yes. And that's the community edition. Yeah, yeah. There's the community yeah. edition as well that's built from open sources and available on an open source GPL license. Mm -hmm. uh, there is other vendors also providing binaries uh, for that. There is, a, there is a binary from Red Hat. There's a binary from Bellsoft. So Chromium is, is, is a multi-vendor project, yeah. a real multi-vendor project. Uh, which also means Java, which is also multi yeah, yeah, but Java, which is also multi-vendor. But but this means that like, as soon as more than one vendor is involved, at least like you know, if 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 one vendor decides you know I have no more interest in this technology or I have some other reasons to change something, there's actually other vendors who will pick it up. Right. So so this means there's there's much more like uh, safety for users of of Gravium nowadays. That like you know, it's not one of the vendors can suddenly completely go crazy or, right. or change something dramatic because there'll be other vendors actually stepping up in that case. And I and that's really good to hear. I will say uh, that it is they make it very hard to love them, but but Oracle have really impressed me with the Java the way the Java projects and diaspora has been treated. I, it's still everything is getting better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is we, just getting better. Yeah, and, and we it, really try to give good technology. They, they uh, and uh, you know, it's and like you said, even the great, great technology is free. Right. Like, yes, and most of it is open source, and so yes. it's just. Uh, I'm super grateful, and uh, I, I, if anybody, if anybody was worried about uh, Java when in 2008 when it was right. acquired, I think those concerns have long since been put to right. bed. You know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um. That's amazing. Anything else that you want to tell us uh, that will not get me or you in trouble? Anything else you can share? Because if not, that's fine. We can we can call it good. But is there anything else that I missed? I I think that's good. I okay. think I think there was a good conversation, Josh. I think we had uh, you know I was a good opportunity to share some of the updates. It's the coolest. I mean, just I, everything you've just talked about is like mind-blowing to me and if you told me five years ago or whatever i know you've been doing this for 12 years so it feels old hat but for me if you had said hey i can take this code that i'd written and do what you've enabled us to do is right. I, I would not believe you yeah and this is like i mean we are coming out of oracle labs which is a, a research laboratory right are you the uh, only project there i don't know what else no no there's other projects as well there is uh even mysql heatwave came out of the labs as well it's oh. now with the mysql product group but originally developed at the labs uh -huh. 
there is uh, some graph database related uh, work done of, that's that's uh, published there. So there's there's several labs projects, and but like for our mission, it's really important that you know we are labs, so which means our projects often take some risks. Mm -hmm. So so they try to not just incrementally you know change the status quo, but try to be a step function. So really yeah. like you know think about it you know, a little bit more from first principles on like what can we do to, in this case, get the most efficient way to run Java. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, and, and this, this then is reflected in the way we approach some of the projects and, and the way some of our products work mm -hmm. in that, um, there's really a step function in what you can do with, with the stuff. And, uh, and we will continue this type of, of mission forward to make sure we bring innovation to the space and, uh, we, we move, we move things in the right direction. It's, I love it. Can I bring you back in six months or whatever and we can Absolutely. do a Delta? Absolutely. And we should, uh, next time I would like to be on my keyboard, maybe it's a screen sharing so we can do some demo stuff. Yes, that'd be so cool. That would be, that would be excellent. Well, so this, this actually works well. This is, this is a video, but I'm going to turn it into a podcast as well. So the screen share wouldn't have been great, but we can do another one. All right. I'll, Absolutely. I'll invite Absolutely. you back sooner in that case. We can do a demo. Yeah. Thank Absolutely. you, sir. And Thank thanks you. for Thank everybody you. that joined me. Uh, I appreciate that it's a weird hour, the weird time zone, but... Bye, everybody. Have a good day. Bye. A Beautiful Podcast is produced by me, Josh Long. I do these podcasts because I believe that everything we do in software is for and made better by people. I want to hear from you. I'm Josh at joshlong.com by email or at S-T-A-R-B-U-X-M-A-N on Twitter, where, of course, my direct messages are wide open. Do you have guest ideas, topic suggestions, feedback? Don't hesitate to reach out. If you like the show, then please consider rating it on iTunes and leaving a review, uh, as it really helps the show. I sampled music from Steve Combs's Them from Morning and Springtime and Steve Combs's Small Victory, both of which are licensed under a Creative Commons license. I'm trying to hire production assistants to make the production of this podcast easier. I want to make sure that we can add things like show notes and transcripts and, and just generally do more. If you would like to advertise on the show, then please reach out to me. Uh, and if you can't uh, or don't want to advertise but would like to otherwise support the show, then please consider supporting me at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Josh Long for as low as $4 a month. Thanks again. No harm came to any seasons in the making of this podcast.